podcast fan. Welcome back to Mark Bell's Power Project podcast, hosted by Mark Bell, co-hosted by Nsima Yang, and myself, Andrew Zaragoza. We haven't done this in a while, but today's podcast is a power bite. These are shortened clips from a full-length episode uh, highlighting a certain topic or subject that we thought was really important, but might have gotten lost because it was deep inside a you know two, three-hour conversation. So these are small little tidbits that are easy to digest. Uh, they're they're really good for you know sending to family members and friends that maybe don't have the time or patience to sit down and listen to us yap at each other for a couple hours. This is a really cool, clean cut uh, little segment of each one of those podcasts. Today, we're actually going back to episode 409 with our homie, John Asaroff. He's uh, just an amazing guy. He got us super inspired. And, um, you know, everybody knows that setting goals is super important. It's vital. It's, uh, you know, super beneficial. But nobody actually talks about how to set a goal. How big should a goal be? How small should a goal be? And that's what this topic covers today. So I hope you guys like it. If you do, please reach out to us at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram, at MB Power Project on Twitter. Let us know what you guys think and enjoy the show. I love this quote that you uh, shared uh, from one of your mentors where you said, uh, what would you have to believe about yourself to achieve your goals? And I think there's a lot of things that people currently aren't believing about themselves that they could go in and, and audit and reassess and look at them. And, and also, I think if you're being honest with yourself, you can recognize that there's probably not a lot of truth to um, whatever the statement is. I can't lose weight. You know, I'm, I'm always going to be fat. I'm always going to be this. I'm always going to be that. Um, if you're being logical, I think you could look at it and say, well, that doesn't really that's not a great way to talk to myself, first of all. But secondly, if I'm being honest, I can probably make some changes to head in a, in a better direction. Absolutely. One of my, uh, again, my, one of my beliefs is um, in 2020, um, all of the how-to that we want is already here. Unless you're trying to figure out how to colonize Mars, you really don't need to be innovative, right? So how to have a great relationship, we know how. How to lose weight and keep it off, we know how. How to get better at jiu-jitsu, we know how. How to build a podcast, a business, um, how to get healthier, happier, wealthier, we know all the how. The how is not the problem. There's only three other things that will step in our way from the how. So let's assume that knowledge and skills is an impediment or impediment to us achieving our success. We don't know the how. We know we can find that out. The first reason people will not take action is they have limiting beliefs. The second is self-image. They actually don't see themselves actually achieving that goal. And then the third is fear. And there's 50 different types of fears that will hold people back. Those are the only four things holding people back. One of those four things, all of which we know exactly how to overcome them. Can you talk to us about um, some of your techniques, unless this is all part of it, about priming your brain for success? Sure. Um, When I wake up every morning uh, after my meditation, um, I do something called priming my brain. Uh, When I go into my bathroom, on my mirror uh, are my goals. Uh, Not just my goals, you know, for, for the year, but my goals for my life. So I have it laminated right on my mirror, and I do something called brush and prime. Why? Well, I know that when my brain sees those words, when I repeat those words as I'm brushing my brain, uh, 
I'm brushing my, my teeth. I'm getting my brain to focus on what I have chosen I want to trade my life for, for health, wealth, relationships, career, business, fun experiences, my vision, my goals, etc. And then if I sit down for a few moments and I prime my brain every single day, does that not give my brain an instruction that this is important to me? Yes. Now, our brain works on a hierarchy of four, four things. Number one is survival. Number two is avoidance of pain or discomfort. Number three, which is the important one here, is conservation of energy. So anytime I repeat something over and over and over again, it doesn't make a difference if it's a physical move or a mental move. Anytime I repeat something, positive, negative, constructive, destructive, empowering, disempowering, brain doesn't care. Our brain says, okay, you keep doing this, you know, every day, every week, every month. Our brain says, I'm just going to make this automatic. I'm going to create a pattern that actually focuses on this automatically so you don't have to spend so much time doing it. But I do it anyway. I reinforce it. So I review it. If you were to look uh, on my cell phone, if you were to go to my my audio section of my cell phone, let me, I'll, I'll show you. You'll see a library, and on my library of my playlist is my ELB, my Exceptional Life Blueprint. Not only do I take the goals and vision that I have and the beliefs required to achieve them, I record them and listen to them every single day. So I have, I have visuals, I have auditory, I have kinesthetic materials to imprint language patterns onto my subconscious mind. So priming your brain is being deliberate about your uh, software. Priming your brain is being deliberate about your focus, your attention, and then your behaviors. So if I can get my mental and emotional and physical aligned and working in synchronicity, I'm priming my brain on all levels to be able to get this thing I call my body into action every single day. And how far out should those goals actually be, though? Like, um, you know, like, like how safe is it for me to write on, you know, the goals? I want to be a billionaire or whatever it may be. But instead, would it be safer to say I want to make $100,000 a year in the next five years or by, you know, five years from now? Um, I, I guess I don't want to say, like, is it safer to hold yourself back? But like, how uh, legit do these goals have to be or should they be? It depends on your knowledge, your skills, your awareness, uh, and your ability to manage your emotions. So let's understand that when when you set a goal um, that is a billion-dollar goal, and you don't have the knowledge, you don't have the skills, you don't have the ability to manage your emotions, you don't have the ability to focus, you don't know the, the, the strategies, the tactics, a part of your brain is going to um, activate and go, bullshit. You're never going to achieve that. Now, if you don't understand that it's the Einstein part of your brain that chooses the vision and the goals, but it's your Frankenstein brain that's responsible to check what's going on uh, at the deeper recesses of your mind and find any discrepancies between the goal and the vision and your knowledge, your skills, your beliefs, etc. If you don't understand what's happening in your own mind, don't set that goal because if you recall, the number one priority is safe is uh, survival. Number two priority of the brain is to avoid any pain or discomfort, which means any mental, emotional, or physical or financial pain or discomfort. So when our brain feels and sees this discrepancy, it's going to trigger 
self-talk that is negative. It's going to trigger emotions that most people don't know how to manage. So for the untrained person, I say, don't set a goal that scares you so much that you're going to freeze. Set a goal maybe just outside your comfort zone where you say, okay, let me, let me take a little bit of action. So it all depends. Now, let me give you a simple example of somebody who sets a goal that they absolutely don't know how to achieve, but we can change in two seconds. Let's say you set a goal for becoming a billionaire, and it's a far-fetched goal. You have no idea how to achieve. You don't have the knowledge. You don't have the skills. You don't have the beliefs. You don't have the habits. Zero. And what if a friend of yours says, wow, I really love that vision. Um, my friend can get you on the phone with Richard Branson tomorrow, and he might be interested in being your partner. Do you all of a sudden have hope again? And the answer is, yeah, in a nanosecond, you have hope again because all of a sudden, somebody else has the knowledge, the skills, and the money to maybe make it happen. So in a second, you can change somebody's physiology, and you can change somebody's perspective and their emotions. But for the untrained person, no, don't set a billion-dollar goal unless you also know how to manage your state and what's going on within your ears um, and within your heart. We can end up uh, beating ourselves up uh, when we have some conflict, some internal conflict. You know, we set a goal. We got the stuff written on the mirror. We're all fired up. We're excited. We're trying to do the best we can every single day. Um, but what happens, you know, when you when you fall short? How do you personally, how do you work your way out of that? How do you work your way through that without, um, without you know, having a lot of negative self-talk about yourself? Practice. Um, first and foremost, I, I, I try to operate as much as I can in a space of no blame, no shame, no guilt, no justification. Just operate from a space of I set a goal. Uh, uh, I separate myself and who I am from the goal. So I surrender to that happening the way it does. Now, I always look at what could I have done differently in my approach? What can I have done differently in my behavior? So I'm always looking for the process instead of me as an individual. And even, you know, when my, when my kids were young, I used to tell them, hey, listen, that behavior is not acceptable. You I love. And so whenever we're looking at achieving a goal, if it's an achievable goal and I didn't achieve it, I look to understand what caused me not to achieve it. If I took action then something must have not been accurate in the actions that I took. Because if my intention is pure in wanting to achieve it and my commitment is there, then what happened in the approach and in the behavior that I need to modify? Did I, did I not act fast enough, too fast? Was the strategy wrong? Were the tactics wrong? Uh, did I not put enough time or energy? Like What happened? I try to analyze what happened. Whenever there's an effect, I never, ever, ever focus on the effect. I focus on cause, right? So whenever we're looking at effect, everything in our physical world, everything is an effect. So the question is effect of what? And the answer is the effect of my beliefs. Yes. Effect of my emotions. Yes. Effect of my um, habits. Yes. Effect of my behaviors. Yes. Yes. So I'm trying to look at what caused the effect that I didn't want. And I tweak there as opposed to focusing on the effect. 